0: This podcast is brought to you by Scudero, the software that elevates your flight operations.
1: An event in Wyoming earlier this year highlighted sustainable alternatives to the jet fuels we use today. What are the challenges and what are the possibilities? From the National Business Aviation Association, this is... Is flight plan. I'm Pete Combs with your trusted source for business aviation news. It's one of the latest efforts to demonstrate the viability and safety of sustainable aviation fuel. A 7,300-gallon sample of blended fuel at Jackson Hole Airport in Wyoming. And if Keith Sawyer and others in the fuel industry have their way, we'll be seeing a lot more of this as replacements for Jet-A-Fuel become more available. Keith is manager of alternative fuels at AvFuel, based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Let's talk about this event with Keith and with Jim Elwell. He's executive director at Jackson Hole Airport. Keith, what's the significance of SAF demonstration projects like this one that have been held at airports like Jackson Hole?
0: Clearly, Business aviation, though the volumes are smaller than our colleagues in commercial, has a role to play in adopting these sustainable fuels made from these various feedstocks and then blending them in with our refined jet to make available to our customers. We've taken the stance not only through within AFUEL, but also within the associations and the coalition that we're a strong partner in with educating as many of our stakeholders as we can on the viability of the product that there's no special approvals needed for your aircraft. There's no difference in the supply chain for the FBO in handling the fuel because it is jet fuel in its own right. Uh, There's no special procedures and so forth. And it's really really been around education and making sure that that people are aware of its its opportunity Mm -hmm. and have business aviation do its part since its announcements in 2009-2010, release of our guide on sustainable alternative jet fuel and other things just to bring people along, you know, the education pass so that we can then begin to promote it through these demonstration activities, such as at Jackson Hole, such as what we did at Van Nuys and such what we did in support of the flights to eBase in uh, in May.
1: Keith, this must've been a pretty hefty logistical effort. Tell me a little bit about how all of this came to be, how you got that 7,300 gallon load over to Jackson Hole
0: well, we worked in close association with Jim here at the airport to associate this fuel and this fuel demonstration activity for SAJF to be in conjunction with another major initiative that they were announcing. So we have a, uh, a location where we, uh, where we blend the fuel, where we take the neat product, we blend it with the refined jet uh, to make available for these uh, demonstration events. Uh, we're not at uh, anywhere remotely near you know, commercial capacity. But we do have the capability of building some of these demonstration blends, which we've uh, made available in this instance, as we did in the previous ones at Van Nuys and uh, and Farmingdale, New York, to bring the seventy three hundred gallons to the airport as uh, as blended, and have it go into their storage, have it ultimately transferred through to the uh, to the various aircraft
1: here. Jim, what led up to this at Jackson Hole?
2: First, we just would like to uh, give a shout out to Avfuels for working with us to. Add some real context to our greater initiatives here at the Jackson Hole Airport. You know, this community is so connected to this very special place with Grand Teton National Park and Yellowstone are are uh, so very close. As a matter of fact, the Jackson Hole Airport is the only commercial service airport fully within a national park. So we uh, pay special attention to our impacts and the chance to have the sustainable. Uh, fuel here at the airport to to kind of give a, a little glimpse into the future for our customers was very, very important. And we're just grateful for a chance to, to have a little bit of this product and show our community what might lie ahead.
1: And Jim, uh, Keith mentioned a moment ago, this ties into some of the other things that you have going on there at Jackson Hole Airport. Uh, tell me a little bit about some of that.
2: Well, we've moved toward a number of expanded recycling and composting of materials across the airport. Uh, we've been certified for our environmental awareness and uh, local program here recently, and. Yesterday, cut the ribbon on a brand new water, stormwater filtration system that takes all the water off of the aircraft aprons, as well as the roadways and parking lots, and runs it through a filtration process before it's released. And very proud of that. I'm not sure there's uh, too many places in the country that have gone to processing its stormwater to that level. And we had the governor here, along with the Department of Interior and other dignitaries, speak to the airport's efforts, and we're trying desperately to work on every environmental initiative that we can and lower the airport's footprint on the environment.
1: We'll have more on sustainable aviation fuel in just a moment, but first, a word from our sponsor, Scadero, software that elevates your flight operations.
0: Scudero is one powerful, intuitive solution for organizing all aspects of your flight operations. Whether you operate a large fleet or a single jet, Scadero can be tailored to fit your needs with customized integrations to any of your existing platforms. Access your operational data from wherever you are and enable your pilots to access relevant information using the Scadero Crew app. Elevate your flight operations with Scadero. Go to scadero.com to
1: learn more. We're back now at Jackson Hole Airport in Wyoming, where we're talking about an important demonstration of sustainable aviation fuel. Keith Sawyer at AvFuel. When we talk about sustainable aviation fuel, we're not talking about just fuel derived from non-petroleum sources. So exactly what are we talking about here?
0: That's correct. The life life cycle reduction on uh, on CO2 is between 50 and 70 percent versus uh, petroleum-based jet fuels. And it's all... Through that, uh, through that closed loop where you're, uh, you're consuming significantly more CO2 than you're releasing as you go forward with an ultimate outcome, you know, through to the wingtip and to the motor, through the processing, through the generation of the neat product, through, through the feedstock production is all a, a net benefit. And that's where you get the sustainability component.
1: And just as importantly, there really is no impact to aircraft performance. Is that correct?
0: none at all the OEMs have, have signed off on this uh, product you know there's a few that are still uh, still testing it you know as we uh, as we go forward but the uh, engine manufacturers have fully endorsed the product you you need to make sure that you're blending it to the specifications that have been adopted for each of the uh, each of the pathways by uh, the FAA and ASTM but uh, keeping that in mind the uh, the blends that uh, that we're seeing are fully certified to 1655, which is the jet fuel specification.
1: And that's through ASTM, right?
0: Yes, yes. They have the standard for the blending as well as the standard for the, uh, for the jet fuel itself.
1: This sounds very much like a win-win all around. We're talking about compatibility. We're talking about environmental friendliness. I guess at this point, what we have to talk about is the issue of availability and the issue of cost.
0: Yeah, when we get to scale, you know, and that would include, you know, the commercial airlines taking these products as well. I see certainly opportunities to move the, uh, the ultimate price of the blended product closer to parity with refined jet. And that would be through the combination of scale, rateable production, of course, adoption and demand are a key component. And that's really where our efforts have been is to promote the use of the SAF and promote the awareness of it. So that it we in business aviation can be with our colleagues in commercial aviation and generating the demand, which ultimately through scale, rateability and production will get the product to parity, along with some of the incentives that are being offered in some of the states, such as uh, California, Washington and Oregon, around low carbon fuel standard credits.
1: Let's talk a little bit about the numbers here. How does this break out in terms of business aviation when you compare it to other segments of the marketplace?
0: You know, business aviation is roughly 2 to 3% of, of the refined jet demand and consumption. You know, we, we have almost as many aircraft flying in business aviation as there are in commercial aviation on a global scale and certainly closer in the United States and North America. It's going to be, you know, a comparatively small volumetric amount However, I think adoption can be done quite readily against the supply chain in, uh, in business aviation because we're not reliant on some of the major supply chains that the airlines have to have, such as, you know, supply to, through hydrant systems to aircraft, supply from refineries directly into uh, airports and so forth by, uh, by pipeline. So perhaps we'll have a lot more flexibility in getting, you know, the adoption. Adoption will ultimately yield increasingly to demand. And then demand will yield the uh, the scale and hopefully, over time, moving closer to price parity.
1: Hey, Jim, how did you prepare your customer base for their sustainable aviation fuel experience?
2: Yeah, Jackson Hole Aviation has uh, been very aware of the product and very much engaged in this overall process. And through that, the education process was to have brochures and other information available as the operators moved through the facility. Ramp agents were educated on its product and its availability and allowed uh, individual operators to understand what was up with their particular refueling process. And, you know, once again, we're grateful for Jacksonville Aviation for their cooperation and helping to share the message.
1: Let me ask, have you had thoughts yet, Jim, about how you will carry this forward at Jackson Hole?
2: Well, here at Jackson Hole, we're anxious to see the volumes of uh, production increase. And certainly the price point is going to be something all of us will watch. But trying to get additional volume delivered to the state of Wyoming and specific to Jackson Hole is one of our objectives. And we're anxious to see is the next uh, two, three, five years, whatever it's going to take for that production to ramp up. I think it's going to be very uh, positively embraced by operators throughout the country, but I think specific to Jackson Hole. The visitors that we have come and our, our base tenants and, and uh, transient aircraft, I think, have a special respect for the environment. And we want to be able to encourage that behavior with the availability of this product as soon as it's available.
0: Building on what Jim said, I think there's an opportunity to for Jim and Jackson Hole to become sort of a, a spokesperson group with respect to other municipal, county, or state-run managed airports where, you know, these sustainability initiatives can begin and incorporate SAF to the extent that, that, that it's available through these demonstration activities just to make their communities who ultimately, you know, control what they do on the airports uh, aware that uh, they're doing their best around their sustainability metrics to reduce their footprint. So I think there's a, a broader role going forward through the various associations under Jim's leadership here to to help, you know, create the awareness, hey, that this went really, really well here at Jackson Hole. Uh, we got, you know, very, very promising response uh, from, the, uh, from not only the airlines, but from the uh, transient and the base tenant aircraft, the FBO. You know, I think others should start thinking about this as we uh, as we go forward.
1: Keith, where from here?
0: I think the lead in around the guide and a reminder on how we have moved this far through, you know, the demonstration activities that we've done, the releasing of the
1: guide. Keith, you mentioned Afuels guide. There's also another resource online of course, futureofsustainablefuel.com. Education really is the Next big step in trying to get sustainable aviation fuels across the finish line make them more affordable and make them more available no question no question
0: business aviation has a role to reduce its footprint um, and meet its objectives established from time to time the most recent objectives in uh, in 2018 uh, you know an update on the 2009 objectives so you know there's a very good story here about business aviation a very good story about Jackson Hole and its, uh, its demonstration activities, as we did also at, uh, at Van Nuys, Farmingdale, and, and Farmborough. But I think uh, more and more of these type of activities will promote more and more awareness, education, and, uh, and have pilots understand that really there isn't an issue. This is jet fuel. And, uh, but at the same time, that aircraft is reducing its footprint.
1: Jim, what can you say to airport operators about trying to promote sustainable fuel?
2: You know, I just encourage uh, airport operators to really give serious consideration about how they can engage in the development of this product. As was mentioned, education and understanding that this product is a drop-in fuel that's been approved, that it has uh, tremendous advantages. And the fact that I think all of us in aviation are conscious of, of our environmental footprint and how we can move this industry forward and be, you know, continue to be successful and embrace these changes as they come to us is going to be very valuable to all of us in making sure that we uh, protect this industry and protect the environment at the same time. And we're uh, we're excited to be a small piece of that here in
1: Jackson Hole. Jim Elwell, Executive Director of Jackson Hole Airport in Wyoming, along with Keith Sawyer, Manager of Alternative Fuels at AvFuel. Now, as you might have gathered, there's a lot going on in the development and promotion of sustainable aviation fuels within the business aviation industry. Wyoming state officials, for instance, including the governor, have been briefed on SAF. For more information on sustainable aviation fuel, check out this website, futureofsustainablefuel.com. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan podcasts at Apple's iTunes website, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Pete Combs. Thanks for listening to Flight Plan.